Chapter One Raven The dappled light of dawn seeped through the heavy maroon curtains. I moved quietly, staying my footfalls with a hastily cast spell that thickened the air around my feet. My words had activated. I did not know why I had never thought to bind them to Elisid's magic as well as my own, but whatever oversight that stayed this decision at least allowed her the blessing of slumber. I cast a quick glance at her, relaxed in sleep, her arms tight around my pillow. Her beauty staggered me. The wards punched me in the solar plexus once more, and I nearly doubled over. Whoever tried to gain entrance to our home hadn't been deterred. Generations of magic strengthened the walls and the roof, but the wards that had activated protected the fence line. I threw open the front door. Two members of the Garda stood outside the fence, trying to force their way past the gate by hurtling spells at my words. Gentlemen, I let ice infuse my tone and glared across the ten feet that separated us, dressed only in my silk pajama pants, my feet and chest bare, stubble darkening my jaw. I hoped they feared me. The two men almost immediately stepped back a pace, hands at the ready. The shorter of the two nearly shrank behind his captain. Bruin, allow us entrance. The guard's officer's gruff voice angered me. How dare they come here, far earlier than proper, and try to bypass my words? No, whatever you have to say to me can be said from the street. This is my home. No one enters without my permission. We have a message from King Eidard. The shorter man reached into his jacket pocket. I flexed my fingers, preparing to spell him should the need arise. But he merely withdrew a folded sheet of parchment and waved the note in the air. A simple spell would have delivered that message to me. Or have you conveniently forgotten one of the very first spells a witch learns? I raised an eyebrow. The king requested we hand it to you personally. He shifted from one foot to the other. His free hand raked through his blonde hair. Young, no more than twenty. He probably had no choice in coming here. I felt a pang of guilt for the harshness of my words. Here, I uttered in the old language. The parchment appeared to dissolve within the young warlock's hand and appeared in mine. You have given me the parchment. Now kindly remove yourselves from my property. I am a law-abiding citizen, gentlemen. As such, I have the expectation that my words will be respected. If you attempt to breach them again, I will have no choice but to forcefully remove you. I will be well within my rights. The taller of the two glared at me. He turned on his heel and strode away. The younger met my eyes briefly before departing. My apologies, sir. Good day. I watched them walk back down the cobblestone street and disappear into the in-between steps from the corner. Unfolding the parchment, I swore. Raven and Elisid Bruin, you are hereby requested at an audience with King Eidard on the 23rd day of March at the council's offices in Gralvin at midday. Just three days away. Why now? Five months ago, when my sister had been kidnapped by the devils known as the Clan Kendrick, 
King Eidert had threatened us with forced protection. Though there had been no hint of the devil threat since, we knew they were only biding their time. Or worse, they were plotting. I feared this parchment signaled the end of the fragile peace we had lived under these past months. Even more, I feared what would happen to Ilised if my suspicions were correct. But I could not dwell on that today. Not on Ostara. Exactly six months since I had found my mate, tortured, abused, and shackled. I would hold this day as sacred for the rest of my life. Today would be a day of celebration, a day of family. I smiled as I shut the door to our home. I plotted for weeks. I could hardly believe that I'd managed to keep my plans a 